This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back. I am Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. And Matt, it's time for the Fantasy Football Focus here. We call it Fantasy Football Friday. Maybe we'll do this every Friday. During the- yeah, that's cool. Although I don't know if we're, we're not going to do a Friday show next week because uh, we'll be at OTAs Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Yeah, the next two weeks there'll be no Friday shows. So Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then uh, that'll be our uh, our schedule here for the next two weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you sent me a list here of uh, Pro Football Focus's wide receiver tiers for fantasy. Yeah, I want to explain this one a little bit. Okay, go ahead. That's one of my new favorite uh, fantasy analysts. Now works for Pro Football Focus. He got hired before last year but i was following him before that his name's Dwayne mcfarlane and he has a podcast with pro football focus but also before that and it's called i forget what it is but search for Dwayne mcfarlane and he he breaks these things down in a really interesting way to me in that he's very analytical about it but he's very into things like what percentage of the snaps are you actually playing? You know, like his running back stuff's really good because are you on the field in short yardage? Are you on the field on third and longs? You know, real into usage. You know, like, for example, I was listening to his podcast this morning and he said something along the lines of C.D. Lamb. C.D. Lamb's a a hot name right now. And he's like, throughout C.D. Lamb's young career, he's really played like between 70 and 75% of the snaps and only was really in three wide sets in more here and there. Well, if you extrapolate his usage to now he's going to play 95% of the snaps, all of a sudden that's three more touchdowns and two more catches a game. And then he's instead of the 12th receiver in fantasy, he's the second or, you know what I mean? Like, right. It's not always that easy, but if you play the odds enough, it makes a lot of sense to me that that's a good way to gamble. You know what I mean? If I, if I play these odds enough and he's real big on things like yards per route run. And a big thing I agree with him on that, you know, we've brought up a lot too, are, and this is a Deontay thing. Targets are earned. You know, you don't, the NFL coaches and quarterbacks don't throw the ball to guys that don't deserve it. So if you're a highly targeted player, that means you're getting open and you deserve it. What you do with it almost doesn't matter. Like that's a that's step one. Give me targets. Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, looking at his tiers here, he has tier one. He has eight guys in tier one, but he has them separated into three different tiers in tier one. Mm-hmm. So his one A guys, tier one. There are three of them: Justin Jefferson, Cooper Cup, and Jamar Chase. Yes, the way he described those on the podcast were those are like the running backs like a McCaffrey that never leave the field that they check every box that they're the only three that have a good offense yards per route run targets produce with it you know consistent they have a body of work and I'm on board with that I think that's dead on yeah uh would you rank them in that order Jefferson Cup Chase. Chase would be third. Yeah. I mean, the year Cup had is bomb. In PPR leagues, I think Cup gets a bump over Jefferson. Yeah. 
I mean, I know this is what we're talking about, but Chase and Jefferson are far and away the um, dynasty top receivers. You know, Without a doubt, I, mean, I could I could see Lamb being right after them. Yeah, he's because they're game. all they're all 22, 23 years old. Right. I mean, everything's in front of these guys. Whereas yeah. Cup is twenty nine, but you could get right. another two or three really productive years at a cup. Oh yeah, and he's coming off the best year we can remember because he's um, a route runner. He's a route runner, and he's loved by his yeah. quarterback. And his game's not it. predicated on pure speed or anything like that. He's a uh, route runner. But I mean, like again, listening to Dwayne, he said, and I, I thought this was a little bold too, is that if he were picking now in the first round, he would take Taylor first overall, probably McCaffrey two. But then these next three would be his third, fourth, fifth picks, you know, ahead of a Henry, ahead of a Kamara. And part of it's because those running backs are a little sketchy, too, that these guys are unbelievably safe. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. Um, Yeah, that's not usually the approach I take, but I'm open to the idea. Yeah. His next tier, his tier 1B, is C.D. Lamb, Stephon Diggs, and Devontae Adams. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, another thing I wanted to mention that Dwayne threw out there that I hadn't thought about yet because I haven't been digging into fantasy to no end. Most years, and you know this better than anyone, I mean, that there's the 20 top receivers are all really, really good. And they're usually not much conversation about their value. Well, this year, all of a sudden, with all the receiver movement, A.J. Brown, Hill. Not only the receiver mover, but the quarterback movement. And all the quarterback movement. You know, Wilson and Watson and all these guys, Amari Cooper. They're not as safe of bets as they usually are. You know, like usually your second round fantasy wide receiver. Yeah, I'll plug him in. He'll be fine. What could go wrong? Unless he gets hurt. This year, there's more variables than ever with the top receivers. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, And then he has two other receivers who are in tier one but they're one c debo samuel and tyreek hill tyreek won't be on my team i don't think Devontae will be on my team either yeah i don't Devontae will be 30 before the season starts mm-hmm. first of all um you know tyreek i don't love the quarterback situation i don't necessarily love the quarterback situation with debo samuel either no nor do i love his situation with an injury history and everything that's going on there how much pass volume will they have? You know, yeah. I mean, he was he was slightly frustrating to own last year in a PPR league. Yes, because there were a couple uh, games there where he would have one catch. Now he would make up for it by having eight rushing attempts for like sure. 40, 40 yards, and maybe one of those he scored on. But if that goes down to two rushing attempts, and the touchdowns aren't there. Uh, mm. You know, now all of a sudden you're like. Oh, well, he had three catches for, for, you know, 38 yards. I don't know what their passing game is going to look like. Yeah. I mean, after last year, I bet in some of these home leagues, people consider Debo in the late first round. I don't know that I'm using a round two pick on. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, Moving on to tier two. Here's a good example of stuff Dwayne does is this is really nerdy, but targets per route run. The last three years, Adams has been at like 30%. So what that means is every time he runs a route, three out of 10 times the ball's coming his way. That's a ridiculously high number. You know, that 20 is good. The the fact that you get the ball 30% of the times you actually run a route is crazy. But Dwayne's point is 
he wasn't playing with Waller and Renfro. Like, there's no way he can be at thirty percent with the Raiders. Yeah, no, I agree completely. I mean, yeah, Renfro, Renfro himself eats into that. And yeah, we'll, I mean, we'll talk. Waller's about it. at like twenty five, and Renfro's at like twenty two. Right. I mean, uh, the tier, yeah. The, yeah, the tier two guys. Uh, his his number nine guy overall, tier two A. Uh, there are four guys: T. Higgins, A.J. Brown, Michael Pittman, and Jalen Waddle. I love all four of those football players. I don't know if I love them for fantasy that much. Like, I mean, are the are the Bengals going to be good enough to support a tier one top three receiver, and also yeah. have T. Higgins come in as the ninth best receiver? Right. I mean, there's one little caveat with both them, especially for Higgins. It They're is, both good. I get it. Oh yeah. If Chase but, misses two weeks, Higgins is a tier one guy. Right. You know, like the chances both of them playing 17 games is probably, you know, 50% or something like that. But if I'm drafting T Higgins to be my number one receiver, I'm going to be, I'm going to be just, I'm going to be disappointed a lot of weeks. I think so too. I mean, I don't think he's going to have terrible weeks, but I don't want him as my number one receiver when, when he's, he's going four for 54, you know? Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> and I don't know that AJ Brown gets a boost. I think I'd rather have him with the Titans than the Eagles. I, I agree with that. Uh, his okay. tier two B guys, there's two of them. These are kind of the old, the old dogs here. Mm-hmm. And I might rather have these two guys than any of the guys on that list above them. These Mike Evans. So Mike, reliable. Yeah. These are a clear double Mike Evans and Keenan Allen. Big time quarterbacks. Great history. I think they both are probably slightly declining in the real world, but I don't think that matters one bit for fantasy. His tier two C guys. These are the 15th through 18th rated guys. Mm-hmm. Deontay Johnson, DJ Moore, DK Metcalf, Terry McLaurin. They're the guys we just talked about who are heading into year th- th- this season looking for a contract. Again, I referenced the podcast I listened to because he labels this tier, tier 2C, ascending players we love in offenses that make us quiver in fear. And <laughs> that adds up. You know, it's just a ton of uncertainty. Like, McLaurin and DJ Moore to me might go down as, you know, the, the receivers, the Allen Robinsons of the world that had great careers and never had a, a quarterback and you know, DK Metcalf's like that now all of a sudden. And with all respect to Deontay, who he loves, he talks very, very highly of Deontay as a player. But his point on the podcast was whoever the new quarterback is, probably won't like him quite as much as Ben. You know, I mean, feed him as many. His targets probably won't go up. But you like the open guy, to your point earlier. Right. If he's the open guy, the quarterback's going to like him just fine. Yes. And you had a good point the other day, too, that I bet his ADOT goes up. You know, like maybe 10 fewer passes. But if they're each a yard further downfield, you know, I, I think that has value. Um, and the other point, and I'm not sure I agree with this with Dwayne, is he the way that he does projections, he has the Steelers run percentage going up a little bit. See, I don't I was asked that I did a podcast uh, a guest appearance on a podcast yesterday with a, with a, a couple of guys from Ireland. And they asked me about that. Are the Steelers going to be more run heavy. I, I, I don't know that the, I don't know that it's going to go up. The run attempts are going to go up. But I, th- I think they want the quality of run attempts. So if, if in, instead of averaging 3.9 yards a carry, if they can get Najee Harris up to 4.3 yards a carry, mm-hmm. 
Well, then you're going to see, you know, they could run the ball less, but be more effective at it. Yeah. Because, you know, and, and that, that works too. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's what I'm not certain what the plan is. I mean, the run pass percentage, is it going to change? Of course they want to run the ball better, but does that mean fewer pass attempts? You know, just from a fantasy perspective, I'm not certain about that. Yeah. Um, the other thing of, of note here, and I didn't realize this, Terry McLaurin's already 27. Yeah, he came in the league kind of old. You know, he's the oldest. Yeah, he's the oldest of that group. Yeah. Um, tier 2D, there's a bunch of guys in this one. That's Jerry Judy, Chris Godwin, Marquise Brown, Mike Williams, Cortland Sutton, and Michael Thomas. Like two of those guys will be big hits. You know, like maybe this is Mike Williams' breakout year or Godwin gets healthy. They all have one con- big concern, though, like Godwin and Thomas, it's health or, you know, um, but I think I'm shopping in that tier. I'll, I'll grab one of those guys in the fourth round or fifth round or whatever they, where they going. Yeah. My fear is that like you, you draft Judy and Sutton is the guy or you draft Sutton and Judy is the guy. Mm-hmm. I, I'm kind of <laughs> leaning that Wilson will like Sutton more than Judy. Yeah. And I bet you Sutton's cheaper. And we've seen that over the years with, you know, the, the, the Seattle receivers where, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it could turn into that kind of situation where, Okay, today's this guy's day, and then the other guy doesn't do much, and is vice versa. Mm-hmm. Just uh, no, no, it's a worry. I mean, it's a lesser worry. Maybe we kind of the Chase Higgins conversation, but sustaining two top receivers isn't for everybody. And in Denver, in Denver, right? Yeah. Uh, looking at the next group here, scrolling down here, the tier three receivers. Uh, tier three A is Elijah Moore, Darnell Mooney. Amon Ross St. Brown, Gabriel Davis, and Drake London. Like Gabe Davis is an interesting guy in that everyone remembers he had a bazillion touchdowns late in the year, the playoffs or whatever that was. But now's the first time in his career, kind of like Lamb, where he probably won't leave the field. I mean, they played a ton in three and four receiver sets, so he played a lot. But now that you're clearly the two, you go from 80% of the snaps to 95 that's the kind of thing people don't think about. I think that's very valuable for him. Um, St. Brown, all his statistics that they're real into were really, really strong. Like these guys don't think St. Brown is a fluke, but his usage has to go down. I mean, he did all that when Swift was out and Hawkinson was out. And I mean, I think he's a really good player. But the way he finished the season, I don't it know was, if it's sustainable. It was more about being the last guy standing than it was necessarily. Exactly. And he took that and ran with it really, really well. But, he, I mean, they added Shark and Jameson Williams and Hawkinson's healthy. Like, I don't know that he can keep that up. Yeah. Uh, tier 2-3 three, or Tier 3-B, I should say, is DeAndre Hopkins, Allen Robinson, Amari Cooper, and Brandon Cooks. Um, to quote Dwayne, he thinks Brandon Cooks is the most underrated receiver in all fantasy. And I can't fight that. You know, I mean, yeah, he's a he's a wide receiver too, like every year that you pay wide receiver three prices for. Yeah. That, you know, absolutely. I, I don't know that I will own any Amari Cooper stock. That's what I was about to ask you, like, where are you on Cooper? Because I can't figure it out. They don't throw the ball enough. I know. I know. They just don't. Clearly the one. Yeah, that's I fine. Think I think he's a declining player, too. Uh, the next tier, tier 3C, is Devontae Smith, Rashad Bateman, and Traylon Burks. I will not own Traylon Burks stock. I will not either. 
I don't trust. I don't that. know that I'll I'll own Devontae Smith or Rashad Bateman either. No, I'm a big fan of both their games, and I think Bateman's going to be a really good player. But, but being the number one receiver on the Ravens' <laughs> offense isn't the something in his favor. Yeah, that's a negative more than anything, you know. And adding adding AJ Brown, I think, really hurts Smith. I think it does too. They don't throw the ball enough to begin with. Tier three D is Juju Smith-Schuster and Adam Thielen. Thielen is still undervalued. And he's a touchdown machine, and all the nerds will tell you, touchdowns aren't sustainable. He just does it every year. Kirk Cousins throws it to him in the red zone. Right. <laughs> I mean, I think that is sustainable. <laughs> you know, I, mean, I mean, I know that historically you can't count on touchdowns, but when it's the same quarterback throwing the same receiver in the red zone time and time again, and it works. Why were they going to stop? Right. I, there's you nothing to make it super cheap. Right. Tier four. He's not for me, by the way. No, I might rather sky more this year. I think I would too. Yeah. In, which brings us to tier four. Tier four. A is Garrett Wilson with the jets sky more with the chiefs. Chris Olave with the saints. And you got money Renfro. All the way I'm down Renfro over all those guys. All the way down to 42. Brandon Ayuk at 43. Kadarius Tony at 44. Chase Claypool at 45. Christian Watson at 46 with the Packers. So four rookies on that list, and then four guys wow. who are reasonably young mm-hmm. and are key cogs in their team for their teams. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm still rolling the dice on Ayuk, Tony, Claypool. I think there's a lot of ability there. I wouldn't, ma- I wouldn't mind owning at least two of those guys. Me too. Like if they're my three, four, and I just need one of them to hit or something like that. You know, what yeah. I mean? I'm loaded at running back because one of them will. And they could end up being I think two. really good. Like Hunter Renfro was a, a wide receiver two last year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, his target share will probably go down a little. He had 100 catches last year. He's probably going to catch 100 <laughs> balls. Right. It's going to say the same thing. All right. You, you think Carr's going to stop throwing to him? Yeah. Right. It's your you first down maker. One-on-ones, right. No way. Yeah. Uh, tier 4B is Tyler Lockett, Christian Kirk, Michael Gallup, Russell Gage, Tyler Boyd, Robert Woods. Hmm. If I knew Woods was healthy, I, I would. Woods would be high on my list. And, I know Woods and Burks. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. And, and I also – I think Michael Gallup, if he were healthy, should be much higher on this list. I agree. He's a true number two that really the, the Cowboys could have kept Cooper and let Gallup walk. They told you what they thought of both those guys. They kept the guy who was younger and injured and injured. Yes. Still kept them. <laughs> you know, so I think that speaks volumes for their thoughts on Gallup, which I think are very high, but I will not own Tyler Lockett this year. No. Are you interested in Christian Kirk this year? I guess, but like, I mean, money talks. I mean, I think they plan on using him a lot. If it gets to the point where every team's rolling their coverage his way and he has to beat Jalen Ramsey every week, I don't think he's going to succeed. But I think the plan is to get him the football and make him the top receiver on their team. Yeah. And I like the player. I mean, they overpaid for him, but that doesn't matter to me in fantasy. I won't. I don't know that I'll own any Russell Gage stock. I don't either. I mean, everyone Too thinks many miles to feed. Yeah. And, and I hear things. And Brady like, spreads the ball around as it is. Yeah. Like, they throw to running backs, you know, like 
I, and they, they do throw the ball a lot, but I hear like, oh, Gage will just fill in the Antonio Brown role. I'm like, yeah, but he's half the player. Yeah, he's not that guy. Oh, uh, <laughs> you know, right. So now nah, I'm with you there. I, I'm with you on Lockett too. Like, I think Lockett's a really good player, but I think most of his value was his mind meld with Wilson. You know, those yeah. two really played a lot of snaps together, like a lesser version of Ben and AB back in the day. Yeah, no, no doubt about that. Tier 5A is Rondell Moore, Jahan Dotson, Jamison Williams. I like them all in real life better than fantasy. Yeah. I, like, I agree. Like, I don't know that Rondell Moore gets a huge bump with the Hopkins suspension. Right. You know, with, with Brown being there. Uh, tier 5B is Alan Lazard, Jacoby Myers, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Kenny Galladay, Tim Patrick, Will Fuller. Who's not on a football team. I don't know that I'll – maybe Valdez-Scantling I would take a shot at. The maybe. rest of those guys I don't know that I want to own. I did a podcast. It was a painful podcast. I urge no one to listen to it. <laughs> Unlocked on Dynasty, breaking down all the Patriots. You know, we did, we're just doing a team by team, and it was our first one to do. And I'm like, I would rather do 31 other teams than the Patriots. I don't want yeah. any of these guys – I hate them all for fantasy, but I maybe left Jacoby Myers a little short. Like, I feel like you can start Jacoby Myers. You just don't expect him to get in the end zone. Right. He's I mean, done it once in his career. <laughs> six for 70. And that's just not the way I play fantasy. You know, I mean, he's safe as can be. He's it's a good player. Very little upside. Right. The tier six guys. 6, 6A is Nicole Hardman, Wandell Robinson, Alec Pierce, George Pickens, Van Jefferson. I'm buying Van Jefferson stock right now. Yeah. Even if Odell lands there, which I think he might, he's not going to play for a couple months. Right. You could get you could get a lot of uh, valuable games out of Van Jefferson, mm. who is his 66th ranked wide receiver on this list. Nicole Hardman's kind of dead to me. <laughs> I just don't see it. Yeah. Alec Pierce is interesting. We'll see what happens with the, with their wide receiver room. Mm-hmm. Um, moving on to tier six B, Jamison Crowder, Sammy Watkins, Devontae Parker, Jarvis Landry, Robbie Anderson, Curtis Samuel, Marvin Jones, Corey Davis, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, they're blah. boring as the day is long. Yeah. Two little notes. Curtis Samuel is making money, and if he can stay healthy, we'll get touches. And he might be my last round pick type of He's, guy. The key word that you said there were if he could stay healthy because he never has in his career. Never has, right. And lastly, would you would you rather have Jarvis Landry or Chris Olave though? Um, I'd rather have neither. How about that? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather have Michael Thomas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, if by chance it comes out Thomas is still fighting injury. Then I'll think about it. I'll think about it because that's yeah. been a little clear. But otherwise, no, I, I don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to deal with that. You know, defensive-minded coach now that uh, is taking right. over. This is not Sean Payton anymore. No, good point. Yeah. So that's the list there. The other guys are still unsigned. He, he has uh, Antonio Brown, Odell Beckham, Julio Jones as his six C guys. So I don't know. I don't. I don't think Beckham plays for at least two months into the season. I don't know that anybody's going to sign Julio now at almost thirty-four. And Antonio Brown is already 34 and, and is all kinds of crazy. So if Antonio Brown signs with anyone, I want him. I still think he's a great player. 
that's well and good until he walks off the field again. <laughs> I know, but I mean, I'm not going to take him in the fifth in the fifth or sixth round of fantasy. I mean, where no. you, you know, you're going to get him dirt cheap. Yeah, where you get him matters, but I, I don't want to carry him on my roster either. Like waiting for him yeah. something to happen, I just don't want to do that. I I've done that in the past and been burned by it. So oh, I did this bowl last year too. Yeah, know, right. Waiting for that one big game, but boy, I thought he could still really play. I don't know that Julio can play anymore. I don't know that he can either. I know he can't stay healthy when he does. That's a right. problem. Odell can play. He's torn two ACLs now. I know. I know. That's a that's a bit of a bit of an issue. And he's gonna. I mean, to own Odell, you either have to hold him for the year, and then you don't start him the first game back. I need to see him play two good games before I even start him. So what's right. that? We and I'm putting him in my starting lineup. Yeah, I mean, you know, and now you're getting into it. And, and Odell's good. He turns thirty in this month. Yeah, I guess like he does. He do- you know, I like how he looked at the Rams last year, but two injuries in a row is rough. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, that is going to do it for today's Fantasy Football Focus. Uh, when Matt and I come back next week, we'll be at the Steelers OTA sessions. You'll be able to hear us there on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. But that is going to do it for today's show. So for my partner, Matt Williamson, I am Dale Lally. Uh, we thank you for listening to this edition of The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio.